welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Sarah, and today I am joined with Olivia, who also is a student who was abroad just this current semester in Dublin, Ireland, but has since returned home due to the coronavirus pandemic. So I will give her a minute to introduce herself now. Hi, my name is Olivia Biscobing. I'm a junior at St. Norbert, and um, I am a business marketing major. I was in Dublin, Ireland for this spring semester with the FIE abroad program, and I came back um, at the beginning, kind of the middle of March, around like March 15th. Okay. So kind of before we, I guess, dive into the questions regarding obviously your requirement to come home early. Um, what made you choose Dublin as your city to go abroad to? Um, I really loved Ireland. Um, I had been there once when I was younger and I kind of fell in love with it and always wanted to return. And then St. Norbert offered a program where you could study abroad in Dublin and have an internship at the same time, which I thought was a really unique opportunity. And I didn't know what other programs offered internships and things like that. So um, I was able to get a scholarship and I it applied specifically to Dublin. So um, it kind of narrowed my search mm-hmm. down a little bit for me. And then I um, was able to do an internship the whole time I was there as well as my classes. So that really was a, a unique, exciting opportunity. Yeah, wow, definitely. It sounds like it. Um, maybe could you talk about how you got that scholarship? Because I know... Obviously, that's something that a lot of students are interested in, but don't always know. So how did you um, kind of obtain that scholarship? Sure. So um, my freshman year, I knew that I wanted to go abroad at some point. So I actually went into the study abroad office at St. Norbert, and I just talked with the counselor at the time. And was like, um, I laid out my options, talked about what my major was, and she knew about the scholarship that Ireland offered and she told me that only freshmen could apply to it so I ended up applying and I don't think a lot of people knew about it so that's how I was able to actually apply and get quite a bit of money for that program so um, I think the best way like go about the scholarship stuff is to like get an early start Mm -hmm. on it and then just talk to somebody in person who knows kind of more about you and like what you're interested in. Yeah for sure and that's definitely good advice too for maybe incoming freshmen, because like you said, the scholarship is only available to freshmen. So, you know, had you not gone in right away, then you wouldn't have been able to have it. So that's good to know for sure. Um, So what kind of classes did you get to take when you were there? So I did um, classes for my major. I did a management class, a marketing class, And then part of the program I was in did an Irish culture class, which was super cool. So we had a a professor and then everybody in my program from the U.S. was in that class together. So um, it met at night from like five to nine at night and they gave us dinner and all this stuff. And we would just learn about Ireland and like the culture and we went on field trips and it it was really, really cool. And then with my internship, um, I had to take a class with the internship as well Mm -hmm. to count that for credit towards St. Norbert. Okay, so how would you say maybe, obviously it seems like the class frames are a lot longer there, um, but otherwise how did the format compare to maybe your classes at St. Norbert? 
Uh, yeah, so it was really interesting. Um, I think at St. Norbert, it felt like more classes. It was about the same where it would be about three hours a week. Mm -hmm. That one class only meant once a week, so it was three hours at a time. But usually it would be I would have class for two hours one day and then the next day just an hour. And I usually only had one class a day, which was kind of nice mm -hmm. because it would be kind of like at 11 a.m. And then I would go and then leave, go get lunch and be able to like do whatever I want for the rest of the day. So I felt like the class load was actually lighter than at St. Norbert, where I feel like you're in class for most of the day. Yeah, which I'm sure that was nice, too. It kind of gave you time to go out and explore the city that you were in. Exactly. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, so kind of now talking more about the city you were in, um, what were some of your favorite aspects about the Irish culture? Um, Dublin is a really, really cool um, city. It's really old. It's like the oldest city in Ireland, but it's got the youngest population in Ireland. I think 80% mm -hmm. of people who live there are 25 and under. So it's really like up and coming as far as like restaurant scene and stuff like that. So you've got a mix of these really, really hip, like boba tea and falafel mm -hmm. places and burritos and stuff. And then you have the Irish pub that's, you know, an old man drinking a pint of Guinness <laughs> and, you know, Irish music. It's just such a perfect mix of like, you know, the young culture and going out and clubbing and dancing and then like a pub and an old restaurant where everybody knows each other yeah that's really cool so it kind of it sounds like you kind of get the best of both worlds for like exactly. a big city yeah. aspect maybe in a city that's not that big compared to say like new york or something like that right yeah exactly um did you notice anything that was like similar or different from the culture that you're used to at home um, I would say similar is like nights out. So stuff like that, where you would go out with friends mm -hmm. and like go to a club. It's very similar to here how people, you know, get dressed, go out, go dancing, take a taxi home or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like the young people tend to be very similar to people here. I would say the difference is actually one thing I noticed that was really interesting was, um, like their their regard for pedestrians is different, I guess. Okay. I think in the US people are a little bit more like, Oh, someone wants to cross the street, like you can kinda let them go. Uh -huh. But it seemed like a lot of times they would if you were crossing the road, they would like speed up and <laughs> try to hit you or something. Because Dublin's a very car heavy city. It's one of the most car heavy cities. Yeah. Ireland, everybody has a car because their public transport isn't as good as the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. And so the car traffic is really intense and really insane, and they're not the nicest drivers. <laughs> so they're always in a hurry, it seems like. Yes, yes. Oh, that's definitely an interesting observation, but good to know for anyone who might be going there. Yeah. Um, so did you get to do any other type of traveling during, during your time abroad? Yeah, we traveled around Ireland quite a bit, but then um, we got, at the very end of February, we got... A reading week so everybody just has the week off of school and my roommates and I went to Amsterdam for the first half and Prague for the second half so that was really really fun and easy it was really easy to travel to both those places um so now kind of to switch the conversation a bit obviously what the thing that made your experience abroad pretty unique and probably very unexpected from what you were planning 
uh, which was the fact that you had to return home early due to the coronavirus. So kind of just to start, what did, I guess, maybe the beginning of this situation look like for you? So were you maybe noticing anything in Ireland that was causing you to start worrying a little bit more about your time there being affected? Yeah, so we were um, actually in Prague. Um, and it was that last week of February was the week that we were traveling and we were getting emails from both St. Norbert and um, the Dublin Business School that we went to about, you know, in case of emergency, like this is what we're going to do and stuff like that. And I know that around that time, St. Norbert was sending the kids home from Italy. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of going on. And then we were getting messages from Dublin that said in the event of having to go online for classes this is what will happen and this is the procedure that we'll take so we were kind of vacationing and then we were getting all these emails and we're like oh god is this you know worse than we imagined Mm -hmm. and so um that kind of heightened for us a little bit like the reality of the situation and then traveling home from Prague in the airports people were being screened for flights from Italy and stuff like that so we were starting to see like the reality of of the spread and stuff like that in the airports yeah okay so kind of when you did get the word then that you guys would be having to return home what were kind of those initial reactions and emotions that were going through your head yeah so that was kind of a scary time um so we were told I think it was a Thursday or Wednesday we got an email that said we're expecting all St. Norbert students to be home by March 30th and so I kind of called my parents I was like okay they want us home a little earlier because I was going to come home in April Mm -hmm. anyway and so I talked to my parents about you know getting new tickets stuff like that home it was fine and then I think like an hour later um, they started closing the borders to Europe and luckily Ireland wasn't Mm -hmm. on that list right away but it was still like who knows when it would be so they called my parents, St. Norbert did, and they said, we want her home as soon as possible. So that was really a scary situation because I didn't know how that would play out. So I tried calling. I was flying with Aer Lingus, and I tried calling them, and I was on hold with them for like four hours or something like that. My dad was at home trying to call them, too. By this time, it was like 4 a.m. where I was. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time just trying to call them and get tickets, but they were so busy that I couldn't get a hold of anyone so it was all very panic inducing like every every aspect was just terrifying yeah I can imagine especially to kind of dealing with that obviously when you're abroad you're away from your family so when you have an experience like this definitely I think adds to maybe the nerves around it for sure definitely yeah so when was it exactly that you were able to get on a flight back home to the U.S.? Um, I was able to come home, so we got a ticket on Thursday for that following Sunday. So I spent Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Dublin, and then I left on Sunday morning. So I went from having a month and a half to three days. Wow, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, when you do get to the airport to head home, what was 
the experience like? Were things relatively normal there or was it, did you notice it being really busy or maybe quiet there? Yeah, so this was right before, um, actually Saturday, I think they announced that they were closing the borders to Ireland on Monday. So then Sunday flights were crazy Mm -hmm. busy. And we got to the airport at 4 a.m. My flight wasn't until 11.30, but they told us to get there five hours ahead of time. And I um, got there at 4 a.m., and luckily I was traveling with other people, so that was really nice. But then they wouldn't let American flights check in until 7. So we had to wait around until we could check in. And then we had to line up, and that took about an hour. And then we went through security. It wasn't too bad. But then Dublin Airport is different from a lot of other places. They do the U.S. pre-customs check before you get on your Mm -hmm. plane. So that's the reason that they tell you to get there five hours ahead of time because you spend a really, really long time in that line. (laughs) And they they asked you where you had been in the last 14 days. And if you had been just Ireland or England, you went in one line, and if you had been anywhere in mainland Europe, you went in the screening line, and those people in that line were sitting because the line was moving so oh, slow. Wow. Like They had to bring out water bottles and stuff like that for the people that had to just sit there and wait, and they would take them one by one into a room and screen them, and I was really lucky that I hadn't traveled anywhere because I was able to go just I had just been to Ireland within the last 14 days, so I was able to just get in that line. It took us, like, I think an hour to get through that one. So that was really nice. But then I got on the plane, and the pilot told us that we were going to be waiting for the people who were still in customs. And they had a list of the people who were still in customs, so they knew who we were waiting on. And we were waiting on 120. My plane had, like, 30 people on it, maybe. Oh, wow. And we ended up waiting on the tarmac on the plane for five hours oh boy and then we had to leave without 50 people that we were waiting for we had to take their luggage off the plane and leave without them wow that's that's it was not yeah that's a long travel day for sure yeah definitely so when you finally do arrive back at home after that long wait um what kind of did the next steps look like for you and maybe in regards to having to self-isolate or just kind of mentally coming to terms with your study abroad semester ending so abruptly? Yeah, so um, when I came home, luckily at the airport, since I had done customs in Ireland, I was able to go right home without having to wait in any more lines Mm -hmm. as soon as I got to Chicago, which was really, really nice because by then it was like eight at Mm -hmm. night. And, um, yeah, so I did the two weeks of mandatory self-isolation. Um, I know that Ireland wasn't on, like, one of the list of, of countries. We ha- I think Ireland still only has, like, 4,000 cases or something mm-hmm. like that. So it wasn't on, like, the, the main list of countries, but I still did it because there's, I mean, what else was I going to do? And then, um, and then in, like, the middle of that, they issued, like, the stay-at-home order until April 25th, so, um, I don't know, yeah, it, it's a, it's been actually pretty hard, just because, mm-hmm. like, you go from exploring the city 100% on your own, you know, doing everything, every day is a new restaurant, mm-hmm. every day is a new, you know, adventure with your roommates, every day is something exciting to just being, like, just in your house, like, you can't even cope by 
going out to eat or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. It's a big change of pace for all study abroad students who had to come home. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you just kind of get thrown back into a a place you didn't leave from. Like, it's nothing like it was when you left. So it's just very, like, shocking. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, So obviously, you know, the circumstances of your semester being cut short are very unfortunate and not what really anyone expects when they go abroad. Um, Do you feel now maybe any sense of relief that you're back home safely, especially seeing now how much things have escalated just here in the U.S.? Yes, definitely. I'm really glad that I came home right when I did because I actually had a roommate who got stuck there and she was then required per Ireland's order to self-isolate for two weeks and she was alone in our apartment Oh wow! wasn't allowed to go outside even so I'm really really glad that I'm home and I'm with my family and I can at least have like a decent sized yard to to go outside Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm really glad that we got home when we did yeah for sure um what would you say that this experience has taught you um I would say that it taught me to if you're thinking about going out and doing something to just do it because I had a lot planned for the rest of March and into April I had a lot of like traveling ideas I had a lot of I had friends who were going to come and we were going to do stuff and I put stuff off to do with my friends and I had weekends in Ireland where you know I was free to do that stuff but I was like oh wait till the weather's better Mm -hmm. but now I don't have that opportunity anymore so I would say you know while you're there just just do it because you don't know how much time you really do have yeah that's definitely good advice and I know too even you know when you do have that full semester um it's definitely the most important thing is just to make your time wherever you are count because regardless of how long that you are there it does go by so quickly so that's definitely good advice for anyone who will be going abroad in the future yeah um and then just kind of to end and wrap up on a positive note about your time abroad um what are some of your favorite memories from your time there Um, I would say at my internship, we had a little office dog and every Monday we would take her for a walk and her name was Friday. So it was really cute. She had a little denim jacket that she would wear and (laughs) we would just like put her on the ground and she would just walk with us. She didn't need a leash or anything. So she was really cute. And then, um, we went to, um, the West of Ireland, which is like the big cliffs and the sea mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And that was just incredible just seeing those views. And we took a ferry out to an island and there was a rainbow while we were um, on the ferry. And yeah, it was just a really fun experience. And just the every day to day thing was just so fun, like going to class and then trying to decide where you wanted to eat lunch. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'll stop and get ice cream. And just like living yeah. in a city when you're not used to living in a city just makes every day so interesting. Yeah, especially when everything is just so new and exciting when you're there for the first time. Yeah. And then I realized I kind of forgot to ask you about this, but now I want to hear a little more. Um, You had an internship when you were there. So what did you get to do? So I worked with this really small, um, they're kind of like a marketing graphic design branding firm. There were four people that permanently worked there and then me and then the dog. 
and they worked a lot in the hospitality industry, so like restaurants, hotels, stuff like that, and they they did a lot of branding, so they would make packaging and design stuff, and then I was working on a few ad campaigns for some of the restaurants that they worked with, and I got to visit those restaurants, and they were really, really good, so it made me mm-hmm. very passionate about <laughs> about the work that I was doing there, but it was really fun, and the group was really tight-knit because it's a married couple who started the business and okay. employees, so everybody got along really well. Everyone was, like, not only coworkers but friends, so that was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah, that's really cool that you got to do that because I think something like that really makes your experience different from just maybe the average study abroad experience exactly because it seems like you know when you get to do an internship and you're kind of going to work it it really makes you feel like you're a local to that area right because I I did I had to commute on the train every day it was a like an hour commute I think so every day I would get on the train and go south and the internship was actually in a different city from Dublin. So I got to see a little bit more every day compared to everybody else, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So maybe um, for someone who is thinking about studying abroad, would you recommend trying to find one with an internship? Yeah, I definitely think it's a really cool opportunity. I think you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about whatever industry you're interested in, but also Um, it looks really good competitive wise as well if you can say like oh I worked for this place for this long in you know Ireland or England or Spain or whatever so just having that like leg up I think is really really cool and you don't miss out on any sort of experience like my junior year I probably would have had an internship in the U.S. and now I didn't have to miss out on that experience while I was abroad. Yeah definitely. Um, Okay, so now just as our final note, um, do you have any advice for students who are either going abroad or thinking about going abroad? I would say if they're thinking about doing it, definitely do it. I know a lot of people say that it's really, really scary. I left behind, you know, a family and a boyfriend and I wasn't sure how my relationships were going to go back at home. And so I think I was holding back a little bit and I wasn't as excited to go But then once I got there, it was the most incredible experience, and it flies by so, so quick. I was lucky that I was able to be there. Um, I was there in the beginning of January, so I was able to be there from the beginning of January to March, which is a little bit longer than a few other people, but it still was, Mm -hmm. it flew by so quick. I can't believe, you know, how fast it all goes. You just got to kind of do it and cherish every moment while you're there. Okay. Well, great. Thank you so much, Olivia, for coming on and sharing your experience abroad. And then for anyone listening who is thinking about going abroad, you can find more information about our programs on our website now. Thanks. Thank you.